Hello friends and fellow yogis and fellow non-yogis as well. There's no discrimination here, all is welcome. So far what I've realized on this podcast journey is how noisy Singapore actually is. Every time like I try and record an intro, uh, there's always some fucking construction happening somewhere. Some bird is chirping, uh, the traffic and motorcycles zooming by or like uh, the garbage truck comes or my neighbor just walks, opens the door or whatever. Eh, I don't know. It's hard. Maybe I'm using the wrong mic or something. It just picks up almost everything. Anyway, today I talked to my good friend and fellow brogi, Shahao. And what inspires me most about him is how sophisticated he is in his thinking. And, uh, see, see what I mean? Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I'm always impressed by how sophisticated he is in his thinking and I'm always blown away by his maturity and drive for personal development, not just in yoga, but in every aspect of his life and his life, I guess. Uh, we talk about what life is like as a male yoga teacher, we talk about holding space, we bitch a little bit about people using phones in class, uh, we talk about detachment, or rather non-attachment, in the sense of uh, not attaching ourselves to the outcome of a class, whether it's good or bad. And we hear his views about that, so it's interesting stuff, as always. If you like what you hear and you want to support it, uh, go ahead and click the subscribe button. Give this uh, party a rating or a comment. That would help a lot. So, yeah, so without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, let's just get right into it. Okay, enjoy. Hey man. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to come down to YM, which is where we are, um, to record this, because uh, I think it made it made sense to to record this in a yoga studio. It's quiet. No one's here. It's a bit echoey. We had a bit of a trouble just now because it was too quiet the room's too big too much echo but we managed to just adjust ourselves and now we're, we're quite clear so not bad good start good start for this 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 podcast yeah thanks for having me um, it's a pleasure to be on your second podcast second yeah thanks man for mostly yoga and hey, thanks. yeah so I guess we can start by talking about how we first met which is the same yeah, way it's kind of gay it sounds damn gay <laughs> it's the same way I meet all my brogy friends eh, in the toilet uh-huh. after yoga uh-huh. like hey bro you practice <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, was it at Nipsoy or was it at YM yes it was at Nipsoy I think like morning Nipsoy. class I remember that and then yeah yeah it was a long time ago I think we went to Priyan's we went class. to Priyan's class yeah. yeah and then at the end of it in the locker room I always like I always make it a point to talk to other guy yogis for some reason I feel like well I can got connection one oh right <laughs> so like, if I see another guy in the toilet after yoga class and he's not like dragged by the girlfriend kind right then I'm like hey, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember what I said but like, I was like I made sure to say hello and then the small talk how long have you been practicing what else do you practice blah blah I can't remember our first conversation but I remember the, the mm. meeting lah mm. I can't remember what we talked about. Then like I think you said, yeah, you're going to school or something. Like, oh, okay. And that was it. 
And then fast forward like a couple of months later, then I think you came for my class. Was it the first class? My first ever class? Yes. Yeah, then I was like, hey, I remember you. I, I spoke to you at the locker yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And during that time when I first spoke to you, were you already teaching? I think we graduated at around the same, same time. time, right? Yeah. I was, it was a, one year ago, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been teaching. I started teaching in June last year. Yep, same. You finished your TT one? I finished it in May. Yeah, May 20th. May. Not wrong. Yeah, I so I started, I started teaching yeah, yeah, yeah. in June and now it's April oh. 2019. It's official. It's almost a year. Yeah, it's almost a year for us. So it's been quite an interesting journey. It has, man. Yeah. It has. That means our friendship is about one year as well. Yes. If you think about it. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. How's it feel to be a brogy? A male in a female dominated. What's a guy like you doing in a place like this? That's a very complex question. It's, it's, but I, I, have you been asked that a lot? Um, I feel like it's yeah, a very I common have, question. I have, right? I have, yeah, it's really common. And I guess the easiest way to answer it is that it's more of a personal thing. Mm. Like I don't really see it as a man or woman thing, but it's a yoga to me is a it's a personal way to just you know connect my body, connect myself, and just get some personal time on the mat. And yeah, I mean you just feel good after class, and that's what I love about yoga. Yeah, that's true. And that's what I want to share with others as well, you know, through my classes and see how yoga can be um, brought into people's lives to help you know, improve their lives, incorporate yoga into other aspects of living as well. Mm. It's not just all about it's the not poses. Just about it's not about poses. It's not about um, doing arm balances or handstands. I feel like if people think that yoga is just about asanas, it's a very sh- it's a very uncreative way of looking at what yoga is because yoga is so much more. Asanas is only like ten percent of the whole thing. Even in the sutras, also they say it's like two percent, right? Mm. Asanas or yep. something like that. Yep. Can't remember what. I mean, there's the eight limbs of eight, yoga, yeah. right? So it's just one of the limbs and. I don't remember the first, but I think like the first two or three, they are not even asana. They're just like way, they way are of principles. Life. They are principles. Yeah, principles. Uh, quotes of living, quotes to live yeah. by. And the current day like yoga scene, it's too heavily focused on the asanas. La. Especially, I mean, in modern societies like Singapore or any other Western country. But I think people are starting to open up to the idea that yoga is not just about the physical is more holistic it's a holistic practice yeah, it's emotional mental maybe even spiritual if that applies to the individual depends on what, how yeah, you depends, define it depends on I think it's very hard to explain it's hard to explain <laughs> yeah it's, there is something about it that the yoga will reveal to you the more you do it it's unfortunate that today's society especially in, in a city like Singapore where people do focus a lot about the physical side of it and it's not and it's not, a, a, not a big surprise because people see it as a fitness what they want to exercise they do yoga to sweat but then they forget about what it really is about which is not about losing weight nobody joins maybe you start out you join yoga to lose weight but you don't stay in yoga to lose weight well, that's not yeah, how it that's works true. Yeah. I mean yoga has a different meaning to everyone mm. and that's fine you know people want to do yoga for fitness or like purely physical and, and that's great as well um, but the challenge 
for you know especially for teachers how do you introduce the the part of yoga that is not purely physical in your classes oh yeah. that's interesting it's for me I find it's easy to or easier to teach um, just the poses mm. yeah for sure but you want to teach meditation you want to teach like quiet sitting or uh, just a contemplative practice it's not it's just it's just tough you know especially if your students don't get it and people are you know they can't sit can't sit still but yeah then how would you do it I haven't figured it out yeah yeah um, I think it also requires courage to bring that out in your classes mm. and for me I'm still trying to find what's the best way to do it okay, so for me what I do now is um, after every class like after Shavasana you know before we say thank you and, and namaste mm. I will um, just invite the students to uh, take a moment to give thanks and gratitude to themselves for mm. showing up in class for taking this time you know just one hour of their practice to just take care of their own body and you know just one hour of 24 hours in a day mm. to just completely for themselves mm. and you know not looking at your phones and that mm. kind of thing yeah, even though students still bring phones in they class do. but yeah, I, I don't know I don't I don't oh that's another that's yeah. another I've seen a lot of people like especially uh, in lizard posts they will still check their message mm. like wow dude like, it's so annoying it, it's yeah. annoying it's disrespectful yeah. to to the uh, to me mm. to the to as a teacher and to other people around where you, you're supposed to find stillness in that post mm. it's supposed to just mm. uh, stretch right or, 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 or engage or do whatever you need to do in that position let's say even if you don't have your phone if you like you just like you are looking at your nails looking around all oh, this is already a huge distraction so it says a lot about you as a practitioner where you cannot even focus you cannot even put your phone away for one hour yeah but I think I mean everyone is on different parts of the journey so for people yeah. who um, you know they just start off that way, lah. But yeah. sooner or later, um, hopefully they do. How? What's your? How do you deal with uh, people with how their do phones? I deal with it? Do so you do you let it be or do you like gun them? I mean, okay. So when you walk, walk into a class, right? Yeah. Then sometimes you see people with their phones. Then you tell them really, lah. Yeah. I will sometimes tell them, but I don't want to start off the class with yeah, that kind of bad energy as well. So sometimes I just ignore it. Yeah. And it's only when they use it. Yeah, you know, when they use it, I'll I'll tell them off, lah. Uh-huh. You know, and. It's worse when it rings. Oh fuck! Right. Has it rang before? It has. It has. What the like, fuck? Sometimes they forget their alarms. Or oh shit! I okay. I've had call, that. I've had that before. Call. And it's just like okay, at the class, really say what? Don't don't bring your phone in class, mm. right? Uh, front desk really tell you what? It's plastered all over the wall. Exactly. Why you still want to bring? You know, yeah. you you got the next twenty three hours to yeah, get your phone. Yeah. Just take this one hour off, right? So I've had people uh, I've had people use it in lizard pose I've had people they because like you know they, they bring their back in then they put here to choke mat or whatever then mm. they say they're late so they bring their whole back in mm. then their alarm ring then they have to fiddle through their back I've had people um, like during Shavasana she'll just like just like text oh. Yeah. Like you know just pick up the phone and text Like yeah. lying down a bit yeah. and text And then the light is on your face mm. And then everybody else is lying down like bro And I've had um, People using their watch The eye watch thing Right 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 And you right, like right. it's not technically I, a phone But yeah, yeah, I know I you're see looking that, at your I message see that well. like, oh, But what can you do And I'm not Like like most studios Here so they have It has a strict 
uh, no phones policy. But I always feel like I don't need to tell you this. I don't need to tell you to put your phone exactly, away. Exactly. So when I see the phone there, I also like like you you need no. It to takes it takes a lot of yeah, energy for me to to, to yeah. even say okay no phones in yeah. class because it's a given. It's like can you like don't even do that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I haven't been enforcing it as much. I wish, like, I want to. I really want to try and be able to hold space for my the rest of my well-behaved students who didn't bring their phone in class. Uh, but it's very difficult and it's very distracting for me to like stop halfway. Like, bro, uh, uh, excuse me, can you put your phone away? Then if they if they want to give me an excuse or like if they want to talk back or no, I have a I have an important message or whatever. Then then that breaks the flow of my class. So. To maintain that, I end up not confronting that person. Or if I do, I'll do it after class. But then by the end of class, sometimes you sort of forget already, so I don't bother. But then like ah, then like I haven't, the lesson isn't learned for that right, person, right. so I haven't, you know. I think people just need more self awareness. I yeah, and they should do more yoga. Being conscious about their surroundings. It's but, true. Okay. Well. Um. Well, we didn't answer the question about being a brogi. Okay, being a brogi. Uh, how does it feel to be a male in a female-dominated environment? How has that affected your teaching? If it that if it has in any way, right? Okay, so when I first started practicing, yeah. I was practicing at uh, YM lah. Yeah, uh-huh. so that was my uh, first studio, and you know, I I'm always taking the last mat at the corner. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, it, it it felt a bit weird at first. And you feel a bit awkward. Did you come like, alone or what? Yeah, I came alone. Uh, couldn't touch my toes. Uh. Couldn't do any back bends, <laughs> right? And yeah, but I think I think it has changed quite a bit over the the last like three or four years. As in, like more more yeah, guys more more men coming into yoga, and the perception of it being a women only activity is changing. Which is strange because yoga was. In like in India, it's only for guys. Mm. Yoga was for men. Yep. And then I don't know what happened, and it became like it was seen as a a girls. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then at least, in, uh, but now it's being more. It's more popular. More guys are coming. Almost like thirty percent of the class is now guys. There was one time I taught mm. uh, a core class in the morning. I was like mm. five guys and mm. just me. So it's like all guy class. Nice. As a as a male practitioner, I I don't know. It felt it felt weird at first, but then. As time went on, it was just normal. You know, I just mm-hmm. went to class, did my thing, and and that was it, lah. Yeah, I guess you're. The I feel the same way. Like I didn't feel that it was very weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't intimidated. Uh, I mean, I was intimidated, but not because there were girls, but more of like, uh, this is something that I'm not very good at, but I feel good doing it, so I want to explore it. Yeah, but I, I actually really like the, the the focus on breath. Breath, you know, yeah. Like, um, in yoga, always coming back to the breath because that is the essential. Exactly. That's what if you want to come back to the present moment, that's the thing that helps anchor you to the mm. present. I feel, and so many times a day, we do, we just don't notice that we are not breathing deeply. Like I think for most people living the urban life, it's. You know, you're, you're, you have an office job, you sit at the desk for 7-8 hours a day and it's just bad body posture and I mean, I've, I've been in that position before and yeah, bad body kind, posture of, right kind, now. Of, kind of still am, like you know, in school, at work or whatever 
And after a long day, you just feel like crap. Like you, I feel like I cannot breathe properly. You just sit in front of the calm the whole day. And um, it's only when you come to yoga class when there's actually an emphasis on the breath that you actually feel like, wow, okay, this is something that... It's almost meditative. La. It is meditative. It is meditation in a way. Meditation through movement. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I remember the first time when I started out, I f- like, and I was here. I was getting tips from you on like, I can't remember what lah. Like, just general tips. Right. I think, I think you just bounce ideas off each yeah, other. Yeah, like, yeah. It was it was very helpful yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both in the same sort of starting out, so we were facing the same problems, and it was nice to be able to relate to someone who was like, oh, hey, you also like, yeah. oh, like how you do this, mm-hmm. blah, blah. It was nice. Uh, also being guys. I, f- I keep going back to it for some reason but it is uh, it's always nice I feel like it's always nice to see uh, like another guy <laughs> who takes it seriously <laughs> yep, and is yep. not just doing it for like yep. for fun or cause the girlfriend drag. Yep. so having all this experience teaching have you sort of found what kind of teacher you want to be or what's your agenda what do you want to impart or what do you want to inspire your students it's funny because I don't exactly see myself as a teacher I see myself as someone who is there to share the practice or like share um, my experience of the practice with others okay Um, and in that sense um, I mean I don't aspire to be like okay the best teacher nor will I ever be but um, that's not what I want to do with my sharing but I just want to share what is genuine and authentic to me and uh, see how yoga can help people not just in the studio but also out in their lives Mm. because it's only one hour that you spend on the mat but how can you bring that practice that sense of presence being grounded off the mat and out into your everyday lives yeah um, how do I want to inspire my students I guess I I mean in a way that is what you are doing like I get what you mean when you say that you want to give your students something that can help improve their when they you know when they leave Mm -hmm. they feel better Mm -hmm. in whatever way that they want to feel and that helps make them uh, you know feel better you you go out you are nicer to people you're nice to people people are nice to you those people are nice to other people you're spreading more positive energy Uh, you know I'm happy I make better decisions when I'm in a good mood uh, I'm generous or whatever so you're just in overall just spreading better like good vibes to other people by giving them a good experience in class yes exactly and and the way I see it is that okay I'm just sharing what I have learned yeah. along the journey with people who are just starting out on the journey it's and, a very humbling way to and it's not like okay if I say you have to do this then you have to do this no I'm just saying okay this is a suggestion mm. you can use blocks if you want yeah. um, I'm saying okay it will help you in the practice just like it has helped me for example uh, the blocks example mm. um, but if you don't want to do it then that's fine I'm not going to like force you yeah. or whatever you can just do whatever you want mm. still but yeah so it's more of a like okay I'm, I'm here to share I'm just here to share my, my thoughts my yeah, what, what I've learned so far and I'm not too concerned about how the students react to it or take it because if you want to accept it and incorporate it in your own practice then that's fine if not okay that's fine too I'm just here to share what 
mm. I want to share and that's okay. that that's a very yeah. I like that answer dude yes and I, I think um, I mean when I first started teaching and sometimes you know in class maybe you say an, you say a cue you say an instruction people don't necessarily understand and then you take it personally after that Mm. Yeah, because like that was that was me for quite a long time. Like, Whoa, okay, step your step your right foot back, but that's people like, don't understand. They step the left foot, or or whatever. Then I I used to take it like personally, like they didn't want to follow me or you know whatever. But sometimes it's just the case that people cannot make that mind body connection because language is more of a like left brain kind of function, whereas moving your body is not related to that kind of mental function so yoga in a sense helps you to connect the mind and the body simply through the act of listening to cues because you are relating the left part of your brain which is the language part with the right part of your brain which is the movement and more primal aspect of it so so yeah and um that makes sense yeah it does and i find that over time it's just it's just practice and practice then people will start to get more comfortable with the cues right you know i mean when you first start out you're like uh put your forearm on your right thigh like uh, <laughs> i remember i didn't know where, what my, my thigh was forearm, what's my, my left what's thigh? my inner thigh yeah, yeah, yeah. is there an inner thigh is there an outer thigh oh isn't it just your leg right right um oh, that's true yeah so i mean it's just it's just um overtime thing yeah but you know back to sharing about the practice i think over time as i teach Throughout the past year, I become more detached to okay, so not as attached to the outcome of my classes. Wow. Yeah. So wow, that's if okay. If if I teach a good class, okay, that's good, mm. right? Um, but if I teach a bad class, maybe I was having a bad day, or whatever, or I didn't see the cues properly, my tongue wasn't working well, mm. or or whatever lah, then that's fine too because wow. Yeah, I I try not to put too much pressure on myself. Or to be like to give like the best class because right, right, right. you will never be perfect, and that's something I've just accepted. I think at the start I was always chasing that that perfection. Like okay, I want to give yeah. a good class, I want all the students to feel good after class. But then there are just so many things to consider, and so many factors that are outside of your own control in affecting what a good class is. And over time, you just teach more, and you just get more unattached with the outcome I mean it still happens now but at least as a teacher I'm more conscious about it and then I just don't beat myself up too much now. you know like there'll always be the next class next week I can always do better that kind of thing I used to I still uh, am guilty of teaching let's say if, I, if, I, if I'm not very satisfied with a certain class or especially at the beginning yes like where I'm like fuck I, I don't think I did a very good job I felt like I shortchanged people or I just wasn't my best. I was tired or it was a new sequence that I didn't execute properly for whatever reason or whatever thousand and one excuses or maybe it was just fine but I felt it wasn't as good as the yesterday's class or whatever. And I would beat myself over it because you will feel like shit. Like you really mm. feel like, oh fuck, like yep. this is a terrible thing. But on the other hand, when you teach a good class, it feels great. Like yep. you, get, you get energized uh, people are you get the direct feedback from people people are smiling people are laughing people are having a good time they say thank you and you feel like great I, I, I helped I was a part of you know that feeling that gave you that made you feel this way 
Yes, you take credit for that, but if you get let it get to your head, it's also not very good. Same with the opposite side, where if you exactly. teach a shitty yeah. class and then you let that get to your head, then you're yep. like, fuck, I'm a bad teacher. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm never going to get bad, better or whatever. People hate me. Um, I think it's just accepting the yeah. natural like ebb and flow of life. You have good classes, that, bad classes, good days, f- bad days. And I mean, that's fine. Like, and you don't get too attached to the good days. Like, you don't like keep chasing, oh, I need to teach a good class today, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it goes both ways. Hmm. Um, not too attached to the good classes and the bad ones as well. What's your advice for teachers? What's the like? How do you? How what's I, the benchmark? Is it no, not the benchmark. Like, how do you put yourself in that state of mind where like to be co- completely non-attached? Right. right. When, and when we say non-attached, we don't mean like we don't care. Yeah. It's more of like not not attaching ourselves to the to the success or the failure of that particular class. It would it was just a class, and whether it went this way or that way, it is beyond our control anymore. It's past us, and we have to just move on and look forward. And we're not saying that by detaching, we are not being present in that room with our students. It's more of just letting go of whatever happens and letting whatever happened happen. So what's a good method, whether is it a, a method of grounding ourselves or preparing ourselves mentally, physically, to get to that state of when you show up to class, you like whatever happens, happens, whether I teach a good class or bad class, whatever it may be, I would just teach the best that I can. And then you just, five hundred to one, you start. How? What's right. the best way do you feel that you can put yourself in that state? Mm, wow. Um, yeah, so I was struggling with this for a long time. And I think nowadays, less, but you know, it still comes like, once in a while. What One of my teachers told me about it uh, when I was like sharing my thoughts with him was... Okay, so he shared with me how he faces his class, or rather how he grounds himself in that sense of yeah, being detached from the outcome of the class and that is by just being sure that what you are sharing is genuine and authentic to you and in that note that is already a successful class so as long as okay I step in the I step into the studio I teach what is what I want to teach what I want to share and I feel like this is genuine and authentic to me and I feel this I feel like this is what would help the students whether or not they get it or not that's fine but it's a good class to me if I've shared what I wanted to share and that's that wow that's yeah. that's powerful mm. it's easier said than done yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. because For there's sure. a lot of ego involved and it's a lot yes. of like and sometimes you just like compare yourself yeah. with other people but you know that's not what you want to do like, like yeah. everyone is just special in, in their, their own way, yeah. way of teaching because there's no such thing as the best yoga up. teacher yeah exactly mm, yeah. you know it's just like maybe let's so say you and me uh, more people let's say uh, you know 10 people resonate with your style 10 people resonate with my style doesn't mean that we are bad it just means like more like this group of people like you this group of people like me it's just like that lah. I think there's there's Two, two, two aspects of it of what like good teaching is mm. if you can categorize it that way so the first is the technical stuff right like okay you must have good cues you must be speaking clearly and loudly and don't say nonsense things huh? yes and yeah just having clear precise cues for students to follow and that that part you can cultivate with, with training with practice but then there's also that other side which is 
the more qualitative aspects like okay what's your vibe what 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 vibe or what energy oh. are you bringing to class that one right you cannot you cannot compare with anyone that one else because that one is just you yeah. that one is just you already so for me i i'm not i'm not sure what what kind of um energy i'm bringing to the class because um, I, I haven't attended my own class la. Oh, that's true. I'm teaching yeah you'll you never attend your yeah, own yeah, class yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you record class, unless so. you record yourself right but you can't but it's really, different yeah, it's different yeah. really okay so for me I feel like that the the energy that I try to bring out in class or not not try to but uh, it just comes to, out uh. it just comes out because that's mm-hmm. just who I am is the energy of just being inviting inviting to the students to try this or to try that that right Um, and it's not not really instructing it's more of okay so I'm I'm saying this and uh, okay let's do this let's all do this yeah it's guiding them guiding them inviting them to uh, join join in the flow join the practice Mm, how so like like, uh, I get what you mean but how Mm. how do you it in that sense how do you cue in an in inviting way I don't know I don't know do you um, feel like you're doing that I feel I am I think it's not just cues I think it's your tonality yeah. voice tone oh. and um, there, there are, just okay, okay. Um, I know what you mean because there are some teachers where uh, well, and it's not wrong yes. but they are more like drill sergeant-y. Yeah. Uh, some people like well, it yeah. clear, it's clear and yeah. precise um, but some some are more encouraging like I okay it's mean. okay it's okay you can do this both that's fine yeah, um, go on with the uh, yeah, about tone yeah. and all that, it's, and about your tone, person, it's your character. It's just cor- it's character as well. Cause for me personally, I'm just more of a okay. So I'm an introverted person, mm-hmm. like naturally more soft spoken. Like I am very comfortable just having my own practice and not uh, standing in front of a crowd and teaching lah. But I mean, I love I love sharing yoga and I love teaching. But I think like it's not just teaching a class or instructing a class it's what is behind that it's the person behind it lah. so I think what you mean is that saying cues and all that anybody can do it in a way like a robot you just, just record and then you press play the robot will just say step forward inhale exhale downward dog whatever right but then why is it that there's a disconnect when you watch a YouTube video of yoga and you go to class when you do yoga right it is the teacher the presence, the, the, the energy in the room. It's a lot of things, right? The people around you can affect the energy as well. If everybody is, uh, has good energy, it will spread. If everybody comes in with bad energy, then you have to manage that energy as well. Mm-hmm. You know? yep. Have you ever encountered a class where you just, like, you, everything went well, everything went smoothly, but then you felt like a bit like, ooh, I feel, it feels a bit... Yeah, like people like, don't mm, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, no, no, not, not don't appreciate it. It's more of like, uh, it's just a bit of bad vibes mm. for some reason. Uh. Mm. I don't know how to explain it so. But then mm. like, a uh, teacher of mine told me that, or a friend of mine uh, who is a teacher, told me that like, it's because of the bad energy of the people leaving the room. Mm. Right? So let's say I'm stressed out at work or, and then like, ten, the 10 people that come to the class all have their own problems, their own issues. They come yep. Yep. to yoga to, to, to relax, to, to de-stress. Uh, and through that move, through the movement of yoga, they release their bad energy, and it's up to you, the teacher, to manage that space, to 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 sort of channel the bad juju out from them and away into the into the whatever lah, right? 
So that's why at the end of class, even though there are people are saying, oh, thanks, thanks for class, and they feel good, but then you feel a bit like, ooh, because you took a lot of that bad energy. If you mm. believe in all that, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It could be true for all we know. But yeah. So uh, how, how do you manage that kind of energy? I think um, it's, it's like you have to, you have to take care of yourself. Yes, agree. Physically, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, uh, the yoga lifestyle comes along with the yoga. So with eating healthy, people are fucking like vegetarian, vegan, all this, right? It, it's some truth to behind it. But it's more of like eat healthy, right? You are, I, we, I eat meat, we all eat meat, we drink, we, 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 we sin. But as long as we take care of ourselves, we exercise, we move, we get enough sleep. It, it comes with the lifestyle. You, ha- you cannot be an asshole and be a good teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Uh, whatever the, the role is, sort of has to fit the personality. What? Yep. So the yoga helps us become better people. And it takes better people to be good teachers. Mm. So it's, it's hand in hand. Yes. Um, I think you also need self-discipline. You do. To, to, to kind of in, enforce in, in aspect, that, that kind of lifestyle and just uh, remind yourself that you need to take a break or you need to to go for class even mm-hmm. though you're lazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And life gets in the way. Yeah, exactly. And it's also to just realize that as humans, no, nobody's perfect, la, including like yourself or ourselves. It affects me quite a lot. Because I feel like I am quite a perfectionist and I want everything to be perfect. Mm. So when things are not the way that I want, then I get very stressed out or I get unhappy or just upset, mm. right? Like things didn't go my way, um, that kind of thing. I think just learning to accept that this is just how life is. Oh. And, um, Man, you never cease to surprise me with these, these words of wisdoms, especially when you're so young. And you've already sort of figured it out in that way. Like you've, you've reached the point where you experience certain things and you understand the morality behind it already. Most people need to go through something to be able to find that moral. But yeah, you already seem to have that. I think everyone has their own journey. La. So um, I think a lot of these insights come from... Um, experience what? Experience, but it's it's not all good experiences. But it's like... Like when you're happy, you won't go and think about these kind of things. Right? Yeah, right? It's I like only when you're like, okay, so when you're depressed, when you're very when you're sad, going through a tough when you're going through a tough, tough patch, then you'll just start to contemplate like, okay, what's really important to me and right. what do I want to dedicate my time to and what is like this whole journey and adventure called life Ooh. about, la, right? No, I mean, nobody has all the answers. It's just all personal insights and what I find resonates with me at the end of the day. And yeah, I mean, it's just what you want to share with the world and find people who also think the same way, I guess. Yeah, to connect with. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, um, I have a few other questions for you. Okay. Uh, it's a thing where I would ask people at the end of my podcast. Yep. Just a few questions. Yep. And then you just answer them. Uh. Mm. Okay. Okay, question number one. What do you think is the biggest problem in the world today? And what and what should people do about it? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, big question. Biggest problem in the world today? Yeah. What do you think? To you, la, to me. I mean, um, there's a lot of problems in the world. What's the biggest problem you feel in the world? That, that, you know, the biggest problem in our world today is... I feel like I know what you're going to say. Wait, what, what am I, I feel like I know what you're going to say, but you say first. Uh. 
Okay, um, I was gonna say that the main operating system of the world is capitalism. Ooh, okay, then I, th- I thought you were gonna say like social media or something. Oh, like that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. social media is part of. I'm sure everything is part, is part of capitalism. Yeah, because okay, okay. it's, it's still a system that uh. we operate in. Huh. Um, the capitalistic system works in. It is a profit making machine, right? right. It's, it's just you're, you're pursuing econ- economic growth and wanting to be better. And in exchange for money, you sacrifice a lot of other things like um, the environment. You sacrifice community, for example. It's um, very important, community. We are, we are completely lack of it now. Exactly, exactly. But then again, I'm not saying that capitalism is bad. Actually, it is an efficient system of running things. But how do we strike that balance of being productive and at the same time also acknowledging that, okay, this is enough. Like I've done enough for uh, the day and okay, I'm just going to use the rest of my time to rest and relax and spend time with my my friends, my kids, you know, okay, or your okay. loved ones. And how do we reach the point of not just taking, not just taking from the world, right? But also wanting to give back and not giving back because you think you'll get something in return, but giving back because you gratitude. genuinely want to contribute yeah. to your community and society. Ooh. And so the question is, the question is how, how do we build that kind of I think it's impossible. holistic and cohesive society? I think we're getting there though. Really? Um, I think first we have to like kind of crash and burn. Like people yes, have to see yes, like, okay, yes. this you actually have to sucks. Run out of this trees, actually sucks. You have to yeah. run out of water. I don't think it will be in our lifetime, but Ooh, I, it could it be, could be yeah. in the next few generations. Who knows? Right. Um, I think as um, technology advances, people get more reliant on technology and how technology is being in like an everyday part of your lives you cannot live without it then people will start to um, notice how attached they are to like their devices like you know your phones or Instagram social media and then people will start to realize that okay actually the true value of being alive of being a human is your humanity la. and mm. it's not about how much money you can make it's who you are la. and often people yes, define themselves yes. by material things which yes, is all yeah. false the false self right I've been reading a lot exactly exactly yeah um, at the end of the day like say if your house burned down all your money is gone who are you mm, right mm. are you the the, the the guy that everybody can rely on are you the, the guy that's nice to people or are you the, just the guy with three Ferraris mm, which is nothing when mm. we when all that is gone yep. you know who are you yep. at that point Wow, I never thought of it as a capitalistic problem. Hmm. Because I think at the root of it, that's the that's the problem. It's a it's a mm. it's a way of it's the way you think, la, and But what's the alternative? What's the alternative? communism? No, not communism. I think the alternative hasn't been defined yet, right? Okay, okay. So. I mean, I've taught this out, but I don't really know how to phrase it. In I words, have you, but I've, I've heard, uh, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and he always talks about this thing where, uh, what's it called? A, a, a universal basic income. Have you heard of this term? Mm, I think I have, yeah. 
where everybody in the world gets a universal basic income. Like say, like how much does a person need to survive? Let's say two thousand a month to buy groceries, to survive, to pay rent, two thousand minimum, right?、Mm. So then, everybody, the government will just give you two thousand every month,、mm. and everything else that you do, you work, you extra money that you do,、mm. you will go and do whatever you want.、Mm. So if you if you are if you want to be a slacker,、mm. you're fine. Because all you need to do is just survive for two two k, but that gives you so. But you don't have to work, right? Yeah. So that gives you the time to like. Okay, if I really like yoga, then I'll go and pursue that. Or if I like painting, or if I like, if I want to help, uh, I don't know, be an architect or be a builder or whatever. Then you can go. You have the, the time to pursue whatever that you want to do without having to bother or without have to struggle with work and to earn money to to think about. Oh, I, I'm not. I don't have time to follow my dreams because I gotta go feed my family, or I gotta pay rent, or whatever.、Uh, which sounds like a nice idea,、mm-hmm. but then there、mm-hmm. can also be people who abuse it. What if everybody just ends up not working? Yeah, people are just. I mean, we have to under. People, we have to see like yeah, humans being humans. humans yeah, humans. Yeah, like if they just could, give people free money, they'll yeah, be lazy. Yeah, but that could be an alternative. I mean, I'm sure just like how capitalism capitalism can be tweaked or modified. Another social construct can be created as well to help,、mm, for sure.、Uh, you know, find that strike that balance、uh, of work life or of giving back, because as of now, rich people are too rich. Like, there shouldn't be a a a, a minimum a low a basic、mm. what's the word like a lowest minimum, minimum wage. wage. There shouldn't、yeah. be a minimum wage. There should be a maximum wage. Because、oh, you think so? <laughs> yes, because like, what's the point of earning seven, what one million dollars a month?、Mm. You never, you will never finish that amount of money.、Mm-hmm. There's no point. What? How much things can you buy if you are a billionaire? So let's say if they cap it at the maximum, what was what was I saying? The maximum, maximum wage. Maximum wage is like say, I don't know, fifty thousand a month. The maximum you can earn for anybody is fifty thousand a month. That's more than enough already. Okay. No, but then, but then, if you if you put it that way, right? Then you are kind of putting a cap on like human potential, right? Because you're 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 like kind of pegging yourself to you see, this that, number. But you see that that amount、mm-hmm. is you can do anything you want already. Anything more than that is ridiculous. What buy a plane and、mm. and you know、mm. build your own zoo? That kind of、mm. bullshit <laughs> thing that rich people do. Buy ten Ferraris for no reason. But like, if let's say you you cap that, you are more than you are set for life already. That's for sure.、Uh, but that will help filter the money to give it to the poorer people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's、uh, you know I'm、mm. I'm just a guy. That, that's just like that's else, your idea yeah, of an、like, alternative. Yeah, in yeah, a way, yeah. right? And I've heard、uh, I've heard of that idea being thrown around as well. But、uh, mm. well, good answer. I think I mean yeah I mean even though I say like capitalism is perhaps the root of like the problems in. Our modern society today, but、mm. at the same time, I still kind of find value in it, though. Like, of course, because the because, harder you work, the more yeah, the harder you、that. work, uh, the smarter you work, you 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 outplay the competition, you win, lah. But I feel like in、la. today's、And、world where there is the internet, uh, hard work doesn't get you more money anymore. No, it's、Back、smart. It's smart. Work. Smart, it's work. smart yeah. work. Yeah. But it's also like, how do you define that, and whether is it fair? Because the person that goes that grinds twenty four hours a day cannot. It doesn't pay off anymore, you know.、Mm. So then it becomes like、uh, whether you were born in a rich family or whether you had the education at the beginning to be able to work smart. So what if I come from a poor family that、mm. didn't have as much education? Like equal, how, equal access. Then how can I? Yeah. Then how can I get the same?、Uh, you know,、mm. as 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 the person that 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 went to a better school or whatever. A lot of things to think about. Yeah. Anyway, good 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 answer. I liked it. Very interesting to hear your views.
Next question. What do you value most in a relationship? Hmm. I think I value um mutual support mm. and um growth. Mm. And by that I don't mean financial. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's holistic is okay, okay. in any aspect and by that I mean I would want my partner to be someone who can support me on the path of becoming the best version of myself and at the same time I would also support her in becoming the best version of herself and then in that way both of us grow together as individuals but also together as a couple Ooh. because that's very well defined yeah I mean that, that, that's what um, my it, ideal yeah. relationship would be la. and I mean I know of people who kind of just you know, get into relationships because because they're scared yeah, and lonely yeah or, or you know they just um, find the nearest person or the yeah. first first person that they did uh. our convenience or what but to me that's not very fulfilling mm. and personal growth to me is uh, one of the most important things in my life like something I prioritize a lot so uh, that would be what I want in a relationship mm. and I mean it's a, it's a necessity like, I, I, can't, I can't be in a long term relationship without that um, I don't think that's a hard thing to ask for I think that's yeah. a very that's a that's a standard thing to you want to be checking off that mm, list mm, if you mm, if you find that person. Mm. No, but I think well, it's actually quite rare. Rare. I mean, um, because a lot of people, a lot of people go into are, relationships thinking like, what can you provide me instead of what I can provide you. Yes, and people get comfortable. Yeah, and they don't challenge. They together. don't challenge yeah. one another to become better, and. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we all know of couples who stay with each other even though they don't like each other. Just because. Right? Just like because. It's, um, it's been like 10 years and then, and then they get tied down by like, you know, marriage yeah. and, and stuff. So Which is unfortunate. Like yeah. they, they don't really see the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or rather they do, they do see but they're just too like... It's sort of like if you stay in one job for 5 years, you're like, ah, just, just stay in this job. Yeah, right just, just continue. Just stay like right convenient. Like you, you've resolved your fate. Yeah. Mm. Okay, go on, sir. Second question, uh, third question. What are you curious about right now? What am I curious about right now? Um, <laughs> funny you should ask that because I'm, I am right now at this point, I feel like I'm curious about how I can make more money. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> we, 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 yeah. We, we were just dissing capitalism, but <laughs> this, this is kind of um, right. uh, what, what I kind and of want to achieve wrong. at the moment. Uh, or if anything, if you want to phrase it in a better way, you just want to know what you can, how you can challenge yourself even more. How I can challenge myself and how I can kind of be in control of mm. my, my own my own life yeah, like and and that uh, comes from one big one big la. aspect yeah. of that is your financial stability, financial health. Right, right. right. Um, we always talk about physical health, emotional health, mental health, but what is not really brought out is your financial health. Mm. Like people don't really teach it. They don't teach it in school at all. Right. Right. That's true. Um, I still remember in primary school or secondary school, I'll be learning about the life cycle of a cockroach. Right. I mean, you have your your eggs, you have your nymph, and you uh. have your adult cockroach. But they never teach you about like how to manage your own finances properly. Right. right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't they, care they, they about. Don't, they don't teach you like. They don't teach you like simple simple mathematics like compound compound interest. Yeah. Right. I don't or, know. What that is about Okay yeah I'm I so mean, bad at adopting <laughs> man. Yeah it's just It's just being about Being able to live abundantly 
and in the world that we live in today you require your financial resources to do that so I think interests also change over time like that's true for me um, I was like into different things when I was younger but now you just I have more interest la, you in sort of find yourself la, as time goes by after having tried different things you sort yeah, of know what you like yeah. and don't like you yeah, know? Yeah. like same with food oh, you, like, see, you see what's important to yeah, you yeah. yeah, and you just see what you see that everything else are distractions or and true. you just don't want to um, true, true, give your true. energy or time yeah. to that. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, last question. What's the most important thing people need to know about you? They don't need to know anything about me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I don't really like to. I'm not a public like kind of person. I'm more like I like my private space and. I think that um, answers the question. Yeah, 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 in exactly. a way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That answers the question. You okay. like your space. You, you you like your privacy uh, huh? well I mean we're still this is still gonna be out <laughs> broadcasted to all the people but uh, cool okay okay man yeah thanks That's for doing good. this okay. with thanks me. for having me yeah um, how can people find you on social media or if you have a website or an email if anybody's interested to contact you for anything whether it be yoga related or I don't know. They just want to hit you up. So How can they find you? So my uh, Instagram is uh, at shaohao.official. Drop me a message or okay. whatever. So, <laughs> I mean, not, not like I read a lot, but yeah, yeah, I'm not really on it. So <laughs> I check it like uh, once. I think you just go to Freedom so, and find you. Yeah, right? free, oh yeah, yeah, I teach at Freedom Yoga. And okay. uh, yeah, just check out our classes over there. Yeah, and hope to see more people on the mat. Yeah. yeah cheers. Hey. hey. Thanks. Okay. And that's it. Cool, man. This was fun. Hmm. Not bad, huh? Interesting, huh? Got him to open up a little bit more the last part. It's interesting to hear his views, right? He's got a lot of good points. Well, uh, thank you for listening. As always, if you have any questions or, or feedback, just let me know. Drop me a DM or comment at the thing below. Uh, let me know your views uh, if you have any complaints or criticisms maybe I'm open to hearing these things I keep an open mind I'm only here to get better what do people say at the end of podcasts it's pretty much it just thanking people tell them to subscribe tell them to like all this kind of thing uh, I don't have any other messages I this is only podcast number two I'm not sure what announcements I have I don't have any workshops coming up Maybe I should just play the outro music. The cool outro music that I spent like a whole day trying to look for it. Paid 20 bucks for it. Had to figure out how to edit it, sync it into the thing, fade in, fade out. Simple thing, took so long, wallow. Uh, I'll see you guys next. Uh, I'm trying to try and turn this out every week, once a week maybe. So uh, if you're interested or if you know anyone that's interesting who wants to be on it, uh, let me know, hit me up. Uh, I'm very open to having people on and then we'll just figure something out okay okay thanks for listening Uh, I'll see you guys soon until the next episode which is you know just the next one you're probably just gonna click the next one then you probably just hear me again in like a minute otherwise I'll see you when the next time you listen to this will be okay oh this is damn awkward okay bye bye